Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Have you seen the news this week? Have you watched any news? Have you looked on the internet or turned on the television set? Have you come to the conclusion that these are the last days? You know, whether you are with God or without God, these are the last days. If you read that word, you can read in the word what is happening in the last days, and we watch it when we turn on our television set, when we look at our internet, when we look on our phones. These are the last days. Now, what are you going to do in these last days? What are you going to do with these last days? I have listened to people, my own family, I've listened to people on the street when I go into the marketplace, and there is fear in their voices. They are afraid to go to a movie theater because they're afraid they're going to be shot. They're afraid to go to the airport. They're afraid to go to the bus station. They're afraid to go everywhere because of the things that are happening in this world. They're afraid to leave the United States. They're afraid to stay in the United States. There is no peace in their heart. No peace. Do you have peace in your heart? Do you have peace in these chaotic times? When you look at the political system right now, what chaos, what absolute chaos. Do you know that in the middle of all this chaos and blackness and darkest and and danger, you can be in peace? You can be in perfect peace. How do you say that? I'm going to show you if you will listen to the words that I speak. I want you to turn to Exodus 14. We're going to begin a little different. I want to put us in perspective of what I'm speaking about when I speak about Jehovah and the Father. We're going to get a little bit of perspective here. Exodus 14, verse 21. This is Moses and God. And Moses is up against the Red Sea, and he's got the Egyptians coming down on him. And the Egyptians have the intention of annihilating all the Hebrews. Their intention is to annihilate, to kill, to murder, to get rid of all the Hebrews. Do you understand that? Are you a Christian today? You know, you have some enemies. Well, guess what? Let's look at what the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob did with Moses. It says, And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. This is the God we serve. This is Moses in trouble. And what did God do? He opened up the sea. He said, and the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon dry ground. And the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians went after them. They pursued and went in after them into the midst of the sea. Even all of Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. The the Hebrews didn't have any weapons. They had none. Egyptians had all the weapons. 
What does the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob do? He parts the Red Sea and says, go on dry land. And it says, and it came to pass that in the morning watch, the Lord looked into the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud, and he troubled the host of the Egyptians and took off their chariot wheels, and they drove them heavily so that the Egyptians said, let's get out of here. He said, let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians. And the Lord said to Moses, stretch out thy hand over the sea, that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, and upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to its strength when the morning appeared, and the Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. This is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He can part a sea. He that sits on the throne. When Joshua had to fight with the, to save the Assyrians, what did the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob do? He stopped the rotation of the earth for over 20 hours so that Joshua could get the job done. That is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That is the God that we serve. Are we getting the perspective here? When Hezekiah said, show me a sign that I'm going to live 15 more years, the God that sits on the throne took the rotation of the earth and made it backwards 10 degrees. That is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob who sits on the throne right now. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had three servants, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, gone into the flame to burn in the fire. And the God we serve said, no, you will not burn. They didn't even smell like smoke. I can't get out of a restaurant without smelling like cigarettes. They came out without even smelling like smoke. This is the God that we serve. Why are we afraid? And you know what? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You say, well, that was the Old Testament. Nothing changed with God. God does not change. The only difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament is a title page. New Testament. There is no change in God. The covenants changed, but God did not change. The same God that parted the Red Sea is the same God that will work for us if we follow him. Do you know that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob raised a man from the dead who was in the lowest pit? And he not only brought that man out, he brought a whole bunch with him. That is the God we serve. That is the God we need to get to know. That is the God we got to have peace with. That is the God you got to have peace with. Now, do I think I got us in the perspective of who we're talking about? All right, let's go to Isaiah 59, verse 2. 
We are going to find the peace that needs to be between us and the God that we want to serve. We want the same works that he did for Moses and Joshua and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We want those same works in our life. You do not have to be afraid if you know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, how come we don't know him? How come he doesn't work for us? How come you sit at home afraid? How come you feel like God is so far away? I'll show you in Isaiah 59, 2. It says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But, there's that word again, but, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins has hid his face from you that he will not hear. Habakkuk says that it is our, what is it, that, well, we were not even going to go there. I ran into a spirit. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God. Habakkuk says God can't even look at us because he can't look on sin. Amen. He can't look on us. He can't be with us because of our sins. That's why you can't get close to God. That's why it seems like he's so far off. And that's why you're afraid. Well, you can fix that. You can fix it. Go with me to Romans 5.1. It says, therefore, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace. We have peace with God. We have peace with God. Do you have peace with God? Can you walk into the throne room right now and speak with him? Do you have peace with God? If you were to die today, if you were to die today, could you stand in front of him straight up? Could you stand in front of him and say, here I am? Can you do that? Do you have that peace with God? It says right here how it happens. It says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. We have peace with God. Do you have it? Well, how can this, how can we have this peace? Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace. Well, what does that mean? Amen. Turn with me to Isaiah 50, 53. We're going to look at verse 5. This is Jesus on the cross. It says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised. For our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Do you see? It says the chastisement of our peace. The chastisement of our peace was upon Jesus. Everything that you did that separated you from the Father, the Father took. The Father took. And he put it on Jesus. Amen. The Father took it and put it on Jesus. Turn with me to John 3, 16. I want you to see something. I want you to get something in your heart. The God that created this world with Jesus. The God that parted the Red Sea. That stopped the rotation of the earth. That made it go backwards. That stopped fire from hurting those three. This is God in John 3, 16. It's the same 
God. He didn't get any weaker, and he didn't get any smaller, and he didn't get any less power. This is the same God. And what does this God, what does Jesus say about this God? For God so loved the world, he gave. He gave his only son. Do you hear that? The God that killed all the Egyptians and saved all the Hebrews gave, gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Do you realize how blessed we are? Back in when, the, when God parted the Red Sea, the Hebrews, he saved. He put them through on dry land. The Egyptians, he drowned every one of them. And do you know how blessed you are? You get to choose which side you want to be on. You get to choose. Do you want to be with the Hebrews and be saved and walk on dry land? Or do you want to be an Egyptian and be drowned? You know, you can argue with God all day long and say it's not fair. And you can stay an Egyptian. You can drown with the rest of them. Do you see you have that choice? And your stiff neck and your your stubbornness and your self-righteousness thinking you're so great that God is wrong. Go ahead and be an Egyptian. You're going to find me over here. You're going to find me on the dry land and you're going to find me walking through the water and you're going to find the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob helping me. Why? Because that God loved the world so much He gave his only begotten son for you stiff-necked, stubborn, rebellious people like me. Like me. He gave Jesus. Look at the next verse. It says, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God sent Jesus. God sent Jesus, the God that destroyed all the Egyptians and saved the Hebrews, parted the Red Sea, sent Jesus. He sent him. Jesus didn't come on his own. Jesus didn't say, oh, Father, you got to love him. You made him. Come on. I'll go down. No, God sent him. God sent him 16 times in the book of John. God, it says, God sent me. Jesus said, God sent me. 16 times Jesus told him, I didn't come on my own. God sent me. He sent me here. He sent me to die for you. He sent me to take your sin. He sent me to take your sickness. He sent me to take your poverty. He sent me. Why? Because he loves us. He loves us. He loves us. He sent Jesus. That's the same God that parted the Red Sea. That's the same God that rotated the earth backwards. Backwards. We're talking about the world. We're talking about the earth. Made it go backwards. And we're afraid. We're afraid. We serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we're afraid. Scotty, beam me up. All right, let's go back to Isaiah 53. 
now. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement, the punishment, the correction, whatever it took to get our peace, Jesus took. The NIV says it this way. The New New International Version says the punishment that brought us peace was on Jesus. Jesus took the punishment for peace. Peace for what? Peace between the Father and us. Did you know that you have available to you right in front of your face? Peace with God. God is the one that made the peace with man. We didn't make peace with God. God made it with us. God made peace with us. And how did he do it? He wanted to have peace. He wanted us He wanted us to be reconciled back to him. He wants to be in you. He wants to be part of you. He wants to rule your life so that you have everything you need. He wanted that. He wanted to make peace. It was God that made the peace with you. He made peace with you. And how did he make that peace with you? He sent Jesus to die on the cross for you. Back to Romans 5.1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Jesus bore your sin. And when Jesus bore your sin, he paid for it. It was put on his body and he paid for it. And he died in it. Jesus died in your sin and he went to the lowest pit for your sin. Psalm 88, read it. He went to the lowest pit for your sin. And God saw, God saw what Jesus did. He saw the blood of Jesus pour out of his body on the cross. He saw that blood. He had to have blood. He saw the blood of Jesus pour out of that body onto the ground. And he was happy to have that done to him. Why? Because it forgave us. That blood satisfied the Father. Jesus took that blood to heaven and sprinkled the heavenlies. And when he did, you and I were justified. We were justified. Do you know that God will not impute any of your sins to you if you believe what Jesus did? But you've got to believe it to make it manifest for you. To make it work in your life, you have to believe it. It is already done. How do you put it this way? There is already a package for you at Macy's waiting for you, but you got to go pick it up. Does that make it simple? The package is already there, but you got to go pick it up. You got to believe it. You got to believe it. Now, how do you do that? You have to be born again. You have to have the spirit of Jesus in you so you can be justified, so you can have peace with God. Have you ever considered what peace with God means? That means when the terrorists are next door, you're at peace. That means when the earthquake, in the middle of the earthquake, you are at peace. That means in the middle of the tornado, you are at peace because you know 
know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and his son, Jesus Christ, is right in here. Right in here. What a glorious feeling that is when you know that God is with you and that he will do anything he needs to do to get you out of the situation you're in. He doesn't want you in the situation you're in. If you are the one that put yourself there, he doesn't want you there. He will get you out. You know why? Because God so loved the world, he gave. He gave Jesus to take your place on the cross so that Jesus would shed his blood for you so the Father could be satisfied with that sacrifice and say it's enough. There is peace between you and I. You know, I have to share this with you. This was one of the hardest verses, Romans 1, for me to believe. Doa talked just, recent, just a minute ago about purging. This verse, I would pray. I prayed it for years, years, and I would pray it. I would say, therefore, being justified by faith, I have peace with God. And I would add, through the blood of Jesus. And you know what? When I first started praying it, I didn't believe it at all. When I first started praying it, I would pray it and it would hurt. It would literally hurt for me to pray this verse. And you know where it hurt? Exactly where Doyle shared, right here. It hurt right here. I would bend over. It hurt to pray this verse, but I wouldn't stop. I needed that peace with God. I didn't have it. I was a born-again Christian. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. I had God working miracles in my life, but I had no peace with God. There was something between me and God, and I didn't know what it was. But it hurt to pray this verse, and I prayed it, that I have been justified by faith. I have peace with God through the blood of Jesus. I would pray that over and over and over again. And I would tell God, God, you know this isn't true right now. There is something missing. There is something that's not working. I do not have peace with you, but I never stopped praying it. I never stopped praying it. I knew that I would go, I would get to the point where my faith would work with that verse. And you know what? The day came. The day came. Do you know that there is peace between the Father and I? And when there's not, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the same God that parted the Red Sea says, Kathy, this is the reason. And I can get rid of it. And I'm right back in peace with the Father. Do you want peace between you and God? You can have it. He sent Jesus so you could have it. But you need to be born again to get it. And to be born again, you need to ask, you need to call on Jesus to come into your life, to come into your heart. All you have to do is call him. And you know what? Whatever you need, you can call on that name, that name that is above every name, that name that is above every name. It is above doubt and unbelief. It is above fear. It is above sickness. It is above poverty. It is above anything that's in your way that takes away your peace from God. Now, with me, we are going to call on the name of Jesus. And whatever you've got in your heart right now, you need. You expect the God that loved you enough to send his son for you. The God that parted the Red Sea but loved you enough 
You expect him to come and help you as we call on the name above every name. Call on that name with me. Jesus. Jesus. How bad do you want this? Jesus. 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 Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless. Thank you.